the latest in agricultural media, and some smart conversation. This is the Ag Communicators Network podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ag Communicators Network podcast. I'm your host, Katie Navarra, and if this is our first time meeting, welcome, and thanks for tuning in. Given our current situation with the coronavirus pandemic, where things are changing minute to minute, I thought that it would be helpful to hear from a crisis communication expert. Joining me today is Amy Philpot, who specializes in crisis communications and reputation management for food and agriculture companies in her role at Watson Green. In this episode, she shares some advice for reporting and managing messages in uncertain times. So Amy, thank you for joining me on the Ag Communicators Network podcast. Given your expertise with crisis communications and the current situation with coronavirus, I thought that our members would appreciate hearing some of your advice. Uh, one of the questions that I had for you is, what are the most common concerns um, that you're hearing from clients in regards to crisis communications during the coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, there are so many concerns right now, aren't there? Um, when it comes to crisis communications, I, I'm really seeing three, three specific areas that are unique to this crisis. Uh, one is the speed and volatility that this crisis is moving at. Uh, you know, in, in any crisis, it's important to be able to communicate quickly. But in this one, uh, in particular, it's, it's just a greater challenge to do that because things are changing so much faster. Uh, also, the duration of this crisis makes communicating challenging. You know, in most crises, uh, we will communicate very heavily in the beginning and then it slows down. And with this one, there's just no slowing down in sight. As a matter of fact, we're probably communicating more now than we were in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the scope of this crisis makes communicating very challenging because it's not just one crisis that we are communicating to different audiences. It's literally multiple crises in almost every business function of a company. And we're having to communicate all of those different crises to all of our audiences. So uh, the scope is much broader than just a typical uh, crisis. It definitely seems like it's difficult to keep up with everything. It's changing almost some days, hour to hour, not even within a full day. Yeah, or in some cases, literally minute to minute. Uh, I've been on the phone with companies and we've talked about a strategy and literally while we are on the phone, something happens that completely changes that strategy. It's a lot of pivoting and a lot of trying to figure things out on the fly for sure. It is. For a lot of our members, they rely on events or in-person interviews to gather information for stories, whether that's an interview or photographs. With the wide-sweeping um, stay-at-home recommendations, what advice can you offer for finding the information photographs needed for stories when someone can't, can't do it in person? Yeah, this is a challenge, and it's a challenge for companies as well to get their messages out. Um, I would 
I would advise to rely on past contacts, sources that you know that you've worked with before who obviously uh, trust you and um, are willing to talk to you or send photos. Um, I, I will warn that companies right now are so overwhelmed that it, it's very difficult for them to even think about talking to reporters or talking to external sources, even though that might be the very thing that they need to do. Many of them are understaffed either because they had a very small communication department in the first place or because you know, people are having to stay home and the logistics or, are, are very challenging or um, you know, people are, are just sick. So uh, it, it will be difficult to get companies' attention which is why I think going to people who you've already worked with is probably a good place to start. The other thing I might suggest is that in addition to reporting about the industry, uh, consider reporting for or, or developing stories for the industry. In other words, um, helping them make their case to local officials, federal officials, that they are an essential part of our economy and are going to need help as well. Uh, in other words, help, help the industry survive so that we have a lot more stories in the future. Sure, it's definitely important to make sure that we get our story out there and we want not just our communities, but also our, our policymakers and legislators to remember that agriculture is an essential industry. Given that uh, so many folks are working from home and like you mentioned, short-staffed, um, if somebody does need to get a hold of a company, is email the best way these days? If you have an email for a specific contact, yes. If you don't have a contact at a company, then my suggestion is to still try uh, a phone call. And you may not get someone that first phone call, but just leaving a message, uh, a generic message about you being interested in helping them get their good story out is, is probably the best way to get someone to call you, call you back. If you call with a specific story in mind, a specific topic in mind, then unless that person uh, is on the same page that you are and has the time to call back, uh, they probably won't call back. But if you leave it more open so that the companies have the opportunity to maybe talk to you about what they want to talk about at the time, then it's likely that you will get a call back. And sometimes things just fall through the cracks and a follow-up is helpful, but we also don't want to over follow-up. Um, do you have any advice for how long to give someone a chance to respond before that next phone call or email? Yeah, these days things are changing so fast <laughs> that, you know, I would say normally where you might wait, um, you know, a week, 
I would only give it a couple of days. People are moving so fast that unless you stay in front of them, uh, they, they just simply aren't going to have the time or the capacity to pay attention. Um, those are gentle reminders, of course. So maybe one day you, you leave a phone message, you follow up two or three days later with an email. Again, I, I think the key is to, to make the person you're calling feel like this is not an interview with a purpose, but a discussion. And maybe that first call is just a discussion about what they want to talk about. And I know you talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, framing a story as how agriculture is important um, as a whole, as opposed to maybe some other angles that have been discussed in the past. Um, but do you have any other advice for how you've seen clients frame their story, um, given that things are changing so quickly? Yeah, this is one of those challenges that we're all facing is how do you frame a crisis that is so broad in scope? And one of the things that companies have been doing is to not try to talk about all of the, the different angles of a crisis, of this crisis at the same time, but rather to focus on just an element of it. So uh, let's, you know, this, this specific piece of communication, we'll talk about the human resource part of what we're doing. And then we use another one for the supply chain challenges. Uh, and so breaking down the different aspects of the crisis and focusing the communication on just a single part of that or maybe two elements of it at the most is something that I think has helped companies get their message through to whoever their target audience is. That sounds like great advice. Thank you. You know, as you and I are both working from our homes today and probably just about everybody listening to our podcast, um, working from home is a new concept for many people. Um, what have you found to be most helpful in transitioning from the office to working from home? Yeah, you know what? There are so many tips online about, you know, having a dedicated space, limit distractions, which honestly, I think most people, when they think of distractions, think of kids and dogs, but for me, it's the pantry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in using technology, those sorts of things. But honestly, the greatest challenge that I have faced is redefining my normal hours. Um, I work in crisis communications almost exclusively. So I'm accustomed to going outside of the nine to five or eight to five hours. And I'm often working with clients in different time zones. And so like many freelance journalists, I'm sometimes holding very strange hours. But with this particular situation, the entire world has strange hours, not just me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm struggling with finding the synergy between um, my quote normal hours and everybody else's. And I think just allowing myself to, to have um, 
non-regular or, or um, changes in my schedule has been really hard because I have wanted to be at the computer literally 24 seven because something is always happening right now. And I have to really force myself to impose the discipline to get up and give myself a break. And I think for many people, whether you're working at home for the first time or you've always worked at home, that is a challenge. We have to resist the urge just to work straight through and make sure we take time for self-care and of course to sleep. Yes, sleep, very important. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that you've offered a lot of uh, great advice in our discussion today. Do you have anything that you'd like to add that we didn't cover? You know, I just want to thank everyone involved in communicating um, on the behalf of or for agriculture. This is an extremely challenging time for everyone. And uh, certainly the agriculture sector is essential to everyone's well-being. And all of you are so important to getting our story out, helping companies talk about all of the good things they're doing and how they're meeting these challenges, even if they may not think they have the time to talk about these things, they really need to make the time. And I'm, I'm just thankful that you're there to help them do that. Well, thank you very much. And we appreciate um, your expertise too, which will help us all in our work to continue on that mission. Thanks, Katie. It's been a pleasure. This has been an Ag Communicators Network podcast. Thanks for listening. And please visit us online at agcomnetwork.com for more great content.